Welcome in episode 112 of What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast in YouTube show, our first episode of 2023. And we now have some real clarity on the NFL playoff picture. And not surprisingly, you wake up this morning, you check the old NFL standings. You know who's sitting there with the best record in all of football? The 13-3 and Kansas City Chiefs. Who'd have thunk that? And with no Tyree kill, I'm just telling you, they're just sitting there with the best record in the league. The Eagles are tied with them. And the Bills, to be fair, have not played yet this week. <laughs> However, we will see. The Bill, we'll talk about that game later. It's the game of the year. Bills, Bengals. Big, big Joe Burrow fan over here this morning. <laughs> Joe Burrow wins all of a sudden. Chiefs are the one seed by themselves. All they gotta do is take care of Jared Stidham and they get the bye. The NFL, everyone is trying to. Bend things to the Bills' favor. Let me tell you real quick before we start the show. The NFL announced Saturday's schedule, and it's interesting. The Saturday nightcap is the prince that was promised with a chance to win the division. Saturday afternoon is Chiefs-Raiders. Here's why this is noteworthy. If the Bills were to win tonight, and the Chiefs were to somehow lose to the Raiders on Saturday, The Bills then could rest everyone on Sunday because they would have locked up the one seed. That would be huge for the Patriots who need to win to get in. But the point being, Bills and Chiefs should be playing at the same time. So nobody has unfair information. But I get it. This has been the year of Buffalo all year long, trying to make everything happen for them. Unfortunately, tonight, Joe Cool is going to kick their ass. (laughs) Chiefs are going to be the one seed, control their own destiny. Get a nice week off, but we're rolling into the postseason. We'll talk a little bit about that later in the show. Here is what is not on the show. The Chargers, when the Battle of L.A. doesn't celebrate, Jared Stidham dazzles in his debut loss. Nobody has lit up the Niners defense like that since, of course, Patrick Mahomes. And Major Tutty fuels nightmares. I'm going to tell you, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's the commander's mascot. I like it. I, even though it's kind of a weird time for them to debut him because the actual Hogs, the Hogs is what they called their offensive line in the 80s, Demaze, the, the actual members of the Hogs are suing the commanders for copyright use. Okay. And now they're debuting a mascot based off them, maybe part of the reason they're suing them, I'm not sure. None of that's in the show. However, we will start with the NFC's current one seed, but I don't know how much longer they're the one seed. The Philadelphia Eagles, DeMonte, go right ahead. After starting 13-1, and one, Philly's now lost two in a row yeah. and might not get the number one seed. Yep. Dallas and San Francisco both are within shouting distance now. Yep. Each of these three teams have somewhat alarming problems yep. with Hurts' health, Dak's turnover problems, and Brock Purdy might eventually lose a game. Who wins the one seed or is a healthy hurts the only thing that really matters at this point? All right, so who wins the one seed could have a lot to do with what the Gi- how the Giants view Week 18. So the Giants play the Eagles in Week 18. Right. If the Eagles win, they're the one seed no matter what. If they lose, a lot of things can happen, right? The Giants are locked in to the sixth spot. Whether they win or lose in week 18 does not impact their seeding. They are the sixth seed no matter what. And by the way, they feel pretty good about being the sixth seed right now because that looks like that means they're going to be playing the Minnesota Vikings, a team that they showed they can play close just the other day. And the Vikings coming off their worst performance of the year. So 
the Eagles might be able to hold on for the one seed, particularly if the Giants rest everyone that is even questionable with an injury, super conservative in the game. But that doesn't change anything. The Eagles are in huge trouble. I said it earlier in the year. People, the, the producers of this show and the producers of the TV show, when the Eagles were undefeated, when the Eagles were looking like the best team in the league, saying, Nick, we need to talk more Eagles. And I was like, eh, I'm not sure I believe in them. You got a little, you got a little cross with me saying, well, I want you to give the Eagles their respect. I understand their quarterbacks hurt. We'll deal with that in a second. This team had some obvious potential issues that could be exploited. One of them is they are the best pass rushing team statistically in league history. But if they don't get to the quarterback, if they don't force the turnovers and force the sacks, their back end can get got. All of a sudden now the injuries are mounting, most notably the right tackle not just the quarterback, Lane Johnson being out at least for the rest of the regular season and maybe the postseason. And then there is the quarterback injury. And this is where I am not going to give the, ah, there's nothing to do about injuries excuse that a lot of people would give or do give. When you play the style of football that Philadelphia has insisted on playing where your quarterback is your power running back, where your quarterback is more or just as lethal with his legs as he is with his arms, you are flirting with disaster. And it is not a coincidence that the guys who run the most, Lamar, we haven't seen him in a month, Jalen, we haven't seen him in a couple weeks, Josh Allen, we've seen him, but he's been banged up, keeps being listed on the injury reports are teams that go into the postseason with injuries at quarterback. And so with Jalen Hurts there, you'll be scared again. No, no, I won't. I think the Philadelphia Eagles, when when it looked like they were going to be the one seed, I said I thought they were going to be one and done. Now, if they end up falling to the five seed, that actually might, because if they lose and Dallas wins, they don't win the division. Then they're in Tampa for the first round. It, or if they fall to the, they could also fall to the two or the three. They could fall to the, the two line as well. If they were to lose and Dallas were to lose and San Francisco were to win. Uh, I think they can win, obviously, the first playoff game. If they're the two seed, the seven seed in the NFC, we're talking about with Green Bay, Detroit, or Seattle. My point is, this to me is not a Super Bowl caliber team. And one and done losing in the divisional round or winning the wild card round and then losing the divisional round, I don't believe they're going to see the conference championship game. I think Dallas would beat them if they played again. I, I am fully confident San Francisco would beat them if they played again, or if they played, pardon me. And I think Tampa, who knocked them out of the playoffs last year, could cause real problems for them. And so... There is, Bill Simmons calls it the rabbit team. And we see this repeatedly in the NFL. Last year, who was the rabbit team? The Arizona Cardinals started 10 and 2, looking like the one seed. Injuries, holes on the roster, caught up to them at the end of the year. 
They get annihilated in their first playoff game. The year before, who was the rabbit team? The Pittsburgh Steelers started 11-0. They get knocked out quickly in the postseason. A couple years prior, who was the rabbit team? Baltimore Ravens. They lose their first playoff game. The, we, I don't know why. I don't think that team's the, Philly, though. What do you, you think is going to happen? Tell me. I think Jalen Hurts is going to come back and maybe they win two games in the playoffs. Well, win two games in the playoffs, if they get the bye, that means they're in the Super Bowl. If they, the, listen, Eagles fans are, don't like me ever since five years ago when I said when Wentz went down, they couldn't win the Super Bowl and they ended up winning the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. I get it. If I'm Philadelphia, I'm highly concerned right now because it's not just, by the way, that, and then we'll move on. I just want to pull up their schedule. It's not just that they've lost these two games without Jalen Hurts. It's that you started to see some of the potential ways to exploit them before Jalen went down. They lose to the Commanders. They need a furious comeback to beat the Colts. The touchdown at the end of the game. The Packers, when the Packers weren't playing well, scored 33 on them. Then they annihilated the Titans and the Giants. You give them credit for it. They played the Bears closer than you would like. Then they lose to the Cowboys. Then they lose to the Saints. If you're, if you're a Super Bowl team, also... When you have a chance to lock everything up, even with your backup quarterback, I need you to score more than 10 points against the New Orleans Saints. I just do. Sorry. So, yeah, I think the Eagles are in real trouble, and I think that's even if Jalen comes back. Next. All right, Tom Brady's going back to the playoffs after a win over the Panthers. Finally, the GOAT put on a vintage Brady performance. It's crazy to say it, but the Bucs could easily be back in the Super Bowl mix. You predicted last week that the Bucs would win in Week 18, uh, that a win and Week 18 is basically a bye week. Yep. Brady's road to the Super Bowl might go through Minshew, Purdy, and then Cousins. Mm -hmm. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Sorry. Is Tom Brady about to luck luck himself into the Super Bowl again? Uh, So, listen, his road to the Super Bowl, I don't think Cousins is going to be on there as the final round boss because that would mean Cousins won. Back-to-back playoff games. But I've told you guys all year, if there's anything I've been right about, and let's be honest, this NFL season, aside from the gambling picks, I've been right about a whole hell of a lot of it. None more so than this. Writing off the Bucks when they were going to finish the year with the slate of teams that we knew they were finishing the year with. I, Arizona, Carolina. Atlanta. We knew they were going to go into the postseason hot. We knew it was going to give them a home playoff game. We didn't know until last week that they were actually going to be able to be rested because they now are locked into the four seat. There's no way they play their guys in week 18. They will give them a bye. And they are coming off their best offensive performance, a a defensive performance that forced some turnovers. And they are going to be scary. I'm telling. Listen, I be- if if it if the Cowboys don't catch Philly, and the Cowboys are the five seed, I believe the winner of Cowboys Philly, 
or I'm sorry, the winner of Cowboys Bucks will go to Philly and beat them. I believe the winner of Cowboys Bucks, if they end up having to go to Philly and not to San Francisco, San Francisco's gonna is gonna crush everybody in the NFC side of the bracket. Uh the winner of Cowboys Bucks can go to Philadelphia, win that game, and be in the conference championship game. And Brady be one game potentially from the Super Bowl. All of a sudden, that deep ball to Mike Evans was clicking. All of a sudden, the defense started swarming and forcing turnovers. And this team that I, it is so frustrating how many times this team could have been killed off and nobody did it. So look at the times this season where Tampa should have just been dead. Okay? Just flat dead since, I mean, my God, since week, whatever week they played the Rams. They're playing the Rams. There's nine minutes left. They're down 13 to six. There's, in fact, that one's even worse because the Rams had, let let me pull this up real quick. The Rams had the ball up four with a minute 52 left. Up four, minute 52. And the Bucs don't even have all their timeouts. They can't get a first down. They pump with 54 seconds. Boom, 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 boom. Brady touchdown. That's the first time this team could have just been killed off. Saints, Bucks. You guys remember that one? The Saints are up 16 to three with three minutes left in the game. And what happens? Brady scores a touchdown. Tampa then, I don't even think they did on, they went onside kick because they didn't have to. No, they kick it away. You need one first down, New Orleans. You, of course, just go backwards seven yards. 11 play, 11 play touchdown drive. Boom, 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 boom. The Bucs win 17-16. Against the Cardinals last week, Christmas night. It is 16-6 to in the fourth quarter. Arizona's ahead. Brady scores 10 straight. They win in overtime. And then yesterday, what was the score in the fourth quarter yesterday? Oh, yeah, 11. 21-10. Oh, 21-10 in the fourth quarter. And the Bucs get three consecutive touchdowns. Guys, his team could have been killed off. The NFC didn't. Now they're your problem. Now they're the NFC playoff problem. They have a Tom Brady feeling good. Mike Evans coming off his best game of the year and a defense that potentially is clicking and they get a week of rest. I, I, what, what an um, perfect set of circumstances for the worst team Tom Brady's ever been on to potentially be a legit dangerous playoff team. It's unbelievable. Next. Uh, the Lions and Packers will play for the last playoff spot. Somehow I knew that, and Ron Rivera didn't. <laughs> uh, the Packers win, and they're in. The Lions need help from Seattle, but could still get in. Yep. Both are great comeback stories, but the Lions are the heroes, and the Packers are the villains. What's more fun, the Lions making the playoffs or Rodgers missing them? Oh, listen, I think the Lions making the playoffs would be a great story. I think it'd be a great story. That's what the I want to see Aaron Rodgers go to the playoffs just so he has no, like, Go ahead. Excuses. I just want to see him, you know, get there and then. Well, so here's the thing. 
If the Packers end up making the playoffs, obviously it would be as the seven seed. Right now, that would mean they play San Francisco, and I think San Francisco would crush them. I think San Francisco would absolutely crush them. Now, potentially, there is a scenario where if Dallas loses this week, Philly loses, and San Francisco wins, that Sam, that Philly's the two seed, and I think Philly also would present real, real problems for Green Bay. Uh, here's the deal. I'm, I said a month ago that the Packers should have gone to Jordan Love. Let him play. And now Packer fans are all after me saying, see, this is why we stuck with Aaron Rodgers. And I will ask now the question I asked then. Are you in Green Bay still in the business of winning Super Bowls? Because if you are, even if you sneak into the playoffs this last month, was wasted time, effort, and energy as opposed to getting eyes on Jordan Love, seeing if you if you want him as your quarterback next year, if you want him as your quarterback in two years, seeing if he all of a sudden for a league that is going to have more quarterback openings or more teams that need a quarterback than have the ability to sign a quarterback. If one of those teams wants to trade for either Love or Rodgers, could have done all of that this last month. Instead, you said, nope, we got a 1% chance, then a 4% chance, and now then an 8% chance. Now all of a sudden, you control your own destiny. You beat the Lions, you're into the playoffs. The reason that I feel it is such waste, it just a, I don't want to say wasted time. A waste of money. But it's, well, it, it it's the reason that I think it's a fool's errand is because It's not as if, oh, they're in this position and Rodgers is dealing and they're scary. Rodgers threw for 160 yards yesterday. The only reason the Packers would be a scary playoff team is if Rodgers had reclaimed his MVP form. He's done nothing of the sort. And so yesterday, they they get the kick return touchdown, then the pick six. They did, to their credit, have a great game plan for Justin Jefferson and totally shut him down, and I will give them credit for that. But I would prefer to see the Lions in the playoffs. I would prefer to see the Lions that, what did they start, one and six or two and six? And then found their way all, I think they started two and six, and then are six and two over their last eight, and a a legit, I don't want to say dangerous team, but a fun team. I'd rather see the Lions in. I also think it'd be fun, to be honest, if Geno and Seattle get in. Seattle wins its final game, then they need the Lions to beat the Packers and they get in. The only way the Lions get in is if Seattle loses and they win. The Packers, on the other hand, of course, just need to win the game. Uh, But I will not be believing in the Packers, even if they make it to the postseason. All right. You heard that, Packers fans. Yeah, Packers. That's all right. I'm not worried about it. Go ahead. Next. All right. According to you, tonight is the game of the year. Yeah. The Bills travel to Cincinnati to take on Joe Burrow with the Chiefs struggling against the Jerry against the Jerry Rosberg Broncos. It's refreshing to see to finally see some good AFC football. Sorry. You're adamant Mahomes is the MVP, but he hasn't beaten a playoff team since November. Well, that, hold on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. 
That is the dumbest before you even get to it. Texans, Broncos. That he, but he's um, beating them. Hey, he, 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 they're not playoff. I think, but what it said was a playoff. I understand, team. but the point is this: they have so in December they have played the Bengals, who they lost to, the Broncos, who they beat, the Texans, who they beat, the Seahawks, who they beat, and the Broncos, who they beat again. Seahawks might be so a wild card team. teams. So, well, the Seahawks might be a playoff team. And that this idea, let me just make this clear. I don't think any team in the AFC has more victories over teams that would currently be in the playoffs. The Chiefs have a victory over Jacksonville, two victories over the Chargers. These, uh, these were all well, you, you before know, November, right? You don't, I understand, <laughs> but you, when you say they haven't been a playoff team since November. The implication the, is that the they've been losing a, a lot. They've played one. They beat. They crushed San Francisco, by the way. They beat Tampa, who's a playoff team. It's a nonsense, stupid stat <laughs> you just gave me. It's just stupid. Um. All right, go ahead. Though. Meanwhile, if Burrow wins, he'll have beaten Kansas City and Buffalo and could be the one seed. Mm-hmm. Are you scared Bur- Burrow's resume and late push may shake Pat off the top of the ladder? All right, so listen. I said this on TV. That anyone that is trying to act like there is no chance that someone comes and steals the MVP from Mahomes is not paying attention to the way this narrative thing has gone all year. People have been dying to find uh, someone else to give the MVP to. And 100%, it's not just Burrow. If Burrow, whoever wins tonight's game, if they play great, the narrative on Monday will be, well, this quarterback beat Mahomes and he beat Allen or he beat Mahomes and he beat Burrow. His team's potentially the one seed. Why isn't he the MVP? And he played well in the game of the year. Right. Yeah. And he played well in the game of the year on national TV. And the Chiefs haven't been on national TV lately because they've been all their national TV games were early in the season. And they had the Broncos Chiefs game was supposed to be on national TV a couple weeks ago, got flexed out because the Broncos are so bad. Here's the problem with any argument for anyone other than Mahomes to be MVP. He is the league's highest rated passer. He has the most yards by 450 over Brady, who's second. As far as over Burrow, he has 800 more yards than Burrow. He has 40 touchdowns. Burrow has 34. They have the same number of interceptions. He has a better yards per attempt. He's been flatly better. He also is doing it by throwing touchdowns to Blake Bell and Jarek McKinnon, while Joe Burrow has Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. So it's, it would, I'm trying to see if you, what the yards per attempt you said. Yeah. What? Probably big and like a lot of that play has a lot to do with Kelsey. He's got like a lot of yards after a catch. It's not just put it on Mahomes for throwing it deep. These okay, guys are running around and stuff after they get the ball, you know. Yeah, and Joe Burrow has Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. I l- listen. I'm not. I, I I'm not anti Joe Burrow, but it is. It would be criminal if Patrick Mahomes, who's going to lead the league in everything and who currently has the best record in the league, does not win league MVP. But the winner of tonight's game 
is going to have serious media momentum. There is no question about that. All right. You you annoyed me with that, that segment. I don't even think you believed it. I think the producers are, are feeding you stuff to try to make you annoy me. I think that you know we we see who Mahomes is playing with. And the fact that he just he has thrown 27 touchdown passes this year to tight ends and running backs because none of the receivers have popped. His number one receiver has been out six weeks, and nobody seems to know about it or care about it but me. His number one running back has been out a month, and no one seems to know about it or care about it but me. And he's just making it work each and every week. Well, yeah, 80% of our audience agrees with you. Yeah, of course they do. They're smart people. What? I forgot we had poll questions. No, My I bad. think we only had one. Okay, that was the only poll question. Yeah. All right, drop your comments or questions in the chat. Coming up, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Come back, talk about which collapse was the worst in the NFL, a little bit about Luka, and play a game. We'll do all that next. What's right? Are you ready to take control of your health and conquer your weight loss goals? Look no further than Factor, your ultimate solution to better eating. Each Factor meal is always fresh, chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. No more waiting around or spending hours in the kitchen. Just heat and eat. It's that simple. Over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor ensures you'll never get bored. With more than 60 add-ons to help you stay full and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. With Factor, there's no prepping, no cooking, and certainly no cleanup needed. The best part? You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Sign up and save because we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Eat better, feel better, and conquer your day with Factor. So what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off. Fuel up. Eat better and achieve greatness. Get started today. Welcome back in episode 112. What's right with Nick Wright, the podcast. I just checked, by the way. Mahomes is now on the only place that has it listed that I could find is DraftKings. Mahomes is minus 800 to win MVP. So I've made, that calms me down a bit. Burrow's at like plus 600. Josh Allen like plus 1500. Mahomes at minus 800. So it probably helps him that he's got to play in week 18, got something to play for, and it's on national TV. He already threw for 5,000 yards this year, becoming just the second quarterback ever to have multiple 5,000-yard seasons. And if he has a monster game in week 18, which I don't necessarily expect, he could break Peyton Manning's all-time record for yards in a season. A little unfair because that was a 16-game season, and this would be in a 17th game. But in the 16 games, he did become come just the second quarterback ever to throw for 5,000 yards. Brady's done it twice. Or second quarterback ever to throw for 5,000 yards multiple times. Pardon me. Brady's done it twice, and Drew Brees did it five times. All right, what are we doing here? All right, uh, start off with Luka for yeah. MVP. Over his last six games, Luka's been unleashed 
at, uh, averaging a 42-point triple-double. The Mavs haven't lost during that stretch either, boosting them to the fourth seed in the West. Luke was putting up ridiculous numbers on a bad team, but now he's actually winning. If the Mavs, if the Mavs keep pace in the West, is he a lock for MVP? Well, listen, he's not a lock. There are some great MVP candidates, uh, but it's not. I mean, you said in his last six, he's averaging a 42-point triple-double. That is true, and that is the six-game winning streak. In his last five, he is averaging 45, 11, and 10. Is that right? I thought it was more than that. Oh, yeah, that's right. In his last five, he's averaging 45, 11, and 10. His last three... He's averaging a 50-point triple-double because he has the 60-point game mixed in there. Uh, His numbers have been unbelievable. He has three 50-point games in his last uh, five games, and the Mavs winning is the key here. Now, it's way too early to talk locks for league MVP, but because KD's got a really good case, really good. Tatum's got a really good case. Giannis has a really good case. Jokic, if he hadn't won the last two, would have a really good case. And Luke has got a really good case. Where the voters helped Luca was the la- they've made it clear with the MVP last year going to Jokic that they don't care about winning the way they used to. It used to be to win league MVP. You basically had to be on one of the very best teams in the league. That paradigm broke with Russell Westbrook winning his, but it was like, wow, well, he led the league in scoring and averaged a triple-double and did it without KD, so fine. But then they continued it with Jokic last year. And so now the Mavs, as the four seed, just three and a half out of first place, the first place Nuggets, by the way, got decent case. For, For the record, If MVP voting had gone the way I said it should have, and two years ago Chris Paul won it, and last year Luka won it, then this year Jokic would be a no-brainer. His numbers are unbelievable, and he's on the best team, or the best team in the West, second-best team record-wise overall. But because they screwed it up and he won back-to-back, he's now potentially going to be in a similar position Giannis won back-to-back his third year. He got one first-place vote. Nash won back-to-back his third year. He didn't win it even though it was his best year because, guys, after all year yelling at me that, oh, it has nothing to do that he won the previous year, it's just about this season, you watch and see how many voters are like, okay, but we're not going to give him three in a row, are we? We can't. Well, we shouldn't do that, man. That's how 2K be acting. I'm sorry what do you mean? whatever I try to make a little analogy, I always bring up the video. No, game. that's fine. But just because I hit two shots in a row doesn't mean that I should miss my third one because I'm so hot. Oh, okay. I if, oh, Go ahead. If, if the guy should get it, you should get it, man. It doesn't matter but the, three but, times in a row. But, there is, but you have to have respect for the history of the game and the history of the award. And there's no, a, shouldn't even from here. What'd you no, yeah, that's fine. Here. But the voters need to recognize that there is a precedent here. Did was there a time when Kareem deserved three in a row? Yes. Was there a time when Jordan deserved three in a row? Yes. Was there a time when Shaq deserved three in a row? He only won one, by the way. Yes. Was there a time when LeBron deserved three in a row? No it, doubt it, about it. You just want to make it harder to make history. Like, no, I just I just think they have they 
They have made it clear. One guy has won three in a row in the last 50 years. It was Larry Bird in the 80s. And to just continue breaking our historical MVP norms for this one guy (laughs) is silly. We've broken enough. We've just broken enough. And it's not, and it's not like he's a no brainer. Oh my God. You would would seem stupid if you didn't vote for him. Right. If it's close, historically ties go to guys who haven't won it yet. Luke has got a great case. All right. Next. Let's talk about these collapses, man. Just weeks ago, the jets, dolphins, Seahawks, Titans, and commanders seemed like playoff locks. Now all of them have had big losing streaks and might miss out. Whose collapse was the worst. All right. Let's go through them all. So I, the commanders, to me, it's not a collapse as much as it is self-inflicted idiocy. And sorry to Matt Ford, our great producer and resident commanders fan, but I have never seen, listen, I'm not a big, t- <laughs> why what? No, no. Why is why is Matt, Matt is from, commanders. He's from, he's from D.C. My bad, man. So that's why. Uh, so here's the deal. At least I hope he's. Thought from it was, yeah, I thought it was just random. If he's not from DC, then God only knows. But I think he's from DC. Uh, so here's the deal with the Commanders. All right, they they weren't that great of a team, and I think Taylor Heineke, the media likes him a hell of a lot more than people that actually watch the games like him. However, going back to Carson Wentz in what could be an elimination game when he got kicked out of Indy for his performance in their elimination game against the Jags is one of the wildest decisions I've ever seen. And Wentz, of course, rewarded them by promptly throwing three (laughs) interceptions and losing to the Browns who completed nine passes. So the commanders, you tied the Giants fine. You then have a bye week and lose to the Giants. That was the crushing one. Everyone knew you were losing to the Niners. But then you were going to be potentially okay in that, all right, beat the Browns and then hope Dallas has nothing to play for. Now Dallas does have something to play for, so you're probably going to lose that game anyway. But losing to the Browns because Wentz went full Wentz is just unforgivable. What's up, man? I think that we're going to put up like a commander's graphic or something. Why? Um, Why are we going to... Oh, wait. It might be the... uh, The... Okay, I'm just going to... Okay. Oh, we're going to do the commander's thing later. Okay, so the... My apologies. The... We... And so, (laughs) the commanders were in the show later. I asked for them to add this part here, and then I went off on them. My bad. Sorry, Ron Rivera. (laughs) Sorry, Matt. Sorry, commanders. Now to the Titans. The Titans collapse is underrated in how horrific it is, Okay. By the way, Bryce Young just announced he's entering the draft. So Bryce Young is going to go be playing in Houston next year. Uh, the Titans collapse. The Titans were 7-3. and three. They were 7-3 and three and beat the Packers and played a close game with the Bengals that if you remember that game, the Titans were in it to the very end, but they lost. Then the Eagles crushed them. Then the Prince that was promised crushed them. Then they played a close game with the Chargers that the Chargers pulled out of the fire at the very end. Then they lost to the Texans, and then the Cowboys annihilated them, and they've gone to Malik Willis. This all coincides with their quarterback going down. 
But for the Titans to go from seven and three to seven and six is it, this is how epic the collapse has been, Demasa. They have lost six in a row and still control their own right, playoff fine, destiny. Right. They they've lost six in a row. It at seven and three, the only way for them to miss out on the playoffs was to lose out. And they've checked six of the seven boxes. That's really bad. That's really bad. The And then we get Seahawks, Dolphins, Jets. I don't view the Seahawks as a full-on collapse. The Seahawks... They were supposed to be there to begin with. Well, and listen, they all the, the overtime loss to the Raiders hurts them. It came right after their London game. Uh, but losing back-to-back weeks to the Niners and Chiefs, as they did a couple weeks ago, there's no shame in that. Uh, the loss to the Panthers was a tough one. I think the Seahawks were a team that has overachieved. They're still alive for the playoffs, and we'll see what happens. Now, they're in it, – it's – they need, obviously, Detroit to win, and, and they need to beat the Rams in the final week of the season, which they should. But so I think the Seahawks are fine. The Jets and Dolphins are a different story. The Dolphins collapses an all-timer. Eight and three to eight and eight. Eight and three and a team that people thought was like a real contender. Oh, they beat the Bills. They beat the Ravens. And I understand the last couple games coincide with, well, this past game, Tua wasn't there, and Teddy then gets knocked out of the game. But you got to be able to beat the Patriots if you want to be a playoff team. You just got to. And then what? I just feel like, I just wonder what would happen if Patrick Mahomes got hurt and, like, the Chiefs were just getting destroyed by teams that you would feel like they otherwise shouldn't be destroyed by. Yeah, but like, who is not Patrick Mahomes? I mean, <laughs> the chief, he's the they're, best they're, player. If the their starting quarterback gets injured and then their backup quarterback gets injured, and you're like, yo, you guys got to be able to. But the reason that the backup is. got injured oh, 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 when he was trying to make a tackle on a pick six in a close game, you got to be better. <laughs> You've got to be better. And also, so he should have done what Mac Jones did. No, he should have not thrown started. the pick six. <laughs> You shouldn't be in that spot. Like, and the Jets, the the Jets also dealt with quarterback injuries, and I get it. Uh, but the issue, if you are in the AFC right now, and the Titans, Jets, Dolphins are all showing it, is you either have one of the quarterbacks or you don't. And if you don't, you can build your roster, your defense, your skill guys. As, as well as is possible, and even if you do all that, we're closed right now, sorry. Even if you do all that, probably should lock the door. Uh, even if you do all that, you are not going to be able to sustain a 17-week season. And so they the, the Jets, they, they didn't think they'd be this good right now, and so I'm not going to kill them for going into the season with Zach Wilson and Mike White. I get it, and they were trying to develop Zach Wilson, but the Jets... Should be a playoff team. Quarterback position killed them. The Dolphins should be a playoff team. The last five weeks, the quarterback position, injuries and otherwise killed them. And the Titans should be a playoff team. Their quarterback got hurt, and they're just dead. 
just dead. And all of those teams, though, even if the quarterback, even if Mike White, Tua, and Tannehill never get hurt, the collapse doesn't happen probably. They sneak into the playoffs, but they are threats to no one. So it's a nice level set for everyone uh, that those teams need to upgrade that position. And I also wonder what Miami does. Are they going to let Tua play again this year? They win this weekend. They're in the they're in the play. Well, no, they they need to win and have the Patriots lose, and they're in the playoffs. Uh, there's also the Steelers are very live for the playoffs, but the I mean these are some all time collapses. Uh, all happening. The the Jets losing five in a row. Is it five in a row for the Jets? The Dolphins losing five in a row. The Titans losing six in a row. The Commanders losing three in a row. All time collapses. All right, let's play a game. <coughs> You okay? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We have one last holiday themed game usher in the uh, to usher in the new year. Sorry, yep. and it's called Rights Resolutions. Yep. All right. First off, we've got LeBron James celebrated his 38th birthday with a 47 47 point win over the Hawks. With clearly so much left in the tank, LeBron's 2023 resolution should be uh, to figure out if he wants to play for the Lakers next year. Fair a- and what the path is because listen, I think he does. I think he wants to be in LA. I don't think he wants to be somewhere. I think he wants to leave, you know, let Bryce be in high school there. That's his younger son. I get all of that, but LeBron had 47, 10 and nine on his 38th birthday. It is, it is not believable or realistic what he's doing. And yet we're watching him do it. Demonze, guys in year 20. There's only been 11 guys ever make it to year 20. Four guys have averaged 10 points per game in year 20. Okay? Dirk averaged 10. Kareem averaged 12. That might be flip-flopped. It might be Kareem averaged 10, Dirk averaged 12. Whatever. Kobe averaged 17 on 35% shooting. Okay? (laughs) That was the best year 20. Kobe's 17 points per game on 35% was the best year 20. LeBron is 28, 8, and 6 on 50%. He is still one of the best players in the entire league. He's the oldest guy in the league that plays regular minutes. He's one of the old, he's, he's in year 20, which again, there is no there there is no context for what he's doing. And the fact that he's doing all of this and the Lakers are pacing to miss the playoffs makes you really debate whether or not he should spend more years of his career there. This year might be a wash as it is. We'll see. Next. All right, for the second year in a row, Michigan made the college uh, the college football playoffs. Football playoffs only to immediately choke. Okay, that wasn't a choke. It was a good That's game. That's unfair to TCU. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> now reports are the Broncos have reached out to Harbaugh, who always could return to the NFL. After another meltdown in a big game, Jim Harbaugh's 2023 resolution should be he should definitely go and coach the Broncos. Sorry. Okay, I really hope he doesn't. Just selfishly. He's yeah. a great coach. And you think that the Broncos should be left to get out of that mess? On their own? I like, just don't just want Harbaugh out. there. I don't want Harbaugh there. I think Harbaugh would, 
I think he would find a way to get the most out of Russ. They would become, they would focus on defense and running. They would be, I do not want. Oh, so you don't think it's going to go there and stress him out. You think he's going to go in there and actually do something. And be good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh is awesome. This guy's a hater. He's a, why am I a hater? I'm saying Jim Harbaugh is awesome. Well, you, not the Jim Harbaugh, obviously not the Jim Harbaugh is awesome thing, but. What you just said was like you woke up and you just decided to be a hater just now. No, I don't want the Broncos to be good. They're the Chiefs rival. I want the Broncos to be miserable. They made my life miserable all my childhood. I had to deal with stupid John Elway and my colleague and now friend, stupid Shannon Sharp and beating me and Terrell Davis and all of that. And Neil Smith, great chief, going and signing with the Broncos and winning Super Bowls. And now and then. I thought I was done with them, and they signed Peyton Manning, and they get to a couple more Super Bowls. Now you're in NFL hell, Broncos fans. You haven't beaten the Chiefs in seven years. You've never beaten Mahomes, and I don't want I don't want Harbaugh to pull you out of it. Yeah, I root for their misery. So I hope Harbaugh stays at Michigan or goes somewhere else. Next question. Doesn't make me a hater. Makes me a sports fan. Next question. Mike Tomlin's Steelers are somehow in the playoff hunt after beating Baltimore last night. That's despite no offensive line, a rookie quarterback, and a tough schedule. But he still probably won't get one coach of the year vote. When everyone counts Tomlin out in 2023, I resolve to... Remember this and remember that Tomlin as a dog is almost a must bet. And the Steelers' path to the playoffs, by the way, is not complicated. This Here's all it is. They beat the Browns, okay. The Bills beat the Patriots, okay. And the Jets beat the Dolphins. And Skylar Thompson might be the Jets quarterback. That's it. And the Steelers make the playoffs. Now, there is a wild scenario out there that the Jags and Titans make the playoffs. That one is the Steelers lose to the Browns. The Jets beat the... Dolphins and the Bills beat the Patriots. And then if the Titans beat the Jags, the Jags get the final wild card spot, which is oh, I want to check real quick, actually. There's one scenario that I'm unaware of, which is if the Jags beat the Titans, but then Steelers, Patriots, and Dolphins all lose. Who who gets in the playoffs in that scenario? So I'm going to do that real quick. So if the Jags beat the Titans, they obviously win that division. And the Titans are eliminated. But if the Patriots lose, the Dolphins lose, and the Steelers lose, the Patriots get in. So if everyone, if the, the Patriots can get into the playoffs with a loss to the Bills, they just need the Dolphins and the Titan or the Dolphins and the Steelers to lose and the Jags to beat the Titans. That would be a wild scenario. A truly wild scenario if that one happens. The Jags also being alive for a wild card is kind of hilarious if the AFC South were to get two playoff teams. But what Tomlin's done this year is unbelievable. And I, I wouldn't trust the Steelers in the playoffs, obviously, but the fact that he might keep his Never been under 500 streak alive with this team. Right? With this team, and by the way, the team is seven and two. Demonze, when TJ Watt plays, they're seven and two when TJ Watt plays. And let me tell you one other thing that's on the board. 
okay? The Bengals win tonight, okay? And the Steelers get in. Are you talking about his bro- No, 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 no. If the Bengals win tonight, they become the two seed in the AFC, okay? Because they would have the same record as Buffalo and have the head-to-head. You could get Bengals-Steelers in round one. And as good as the Bengals are, I don't think they want that game. The Steelers, you know, it's a divisional game. They've played them twice already this year. Obviously, they played them in week one and beat them. I think that would be a real bummer for Cincinnati if they, and what happened the second Cincinnati Steelers game? Uh, the, it was a close game there too, 37-30. So the Steelers beat them in week one in that crazy game. All of a sudden, also, by the way, the Bengals don't have Lyle Collins. Steelers would have TJ Watt back. That would be an interesting round one playoff matchup. The Steelers as the seven seed coming out of nowhere, playing Cincinnati, a red hot Bengals team. That would be an interesting one. All right, lastly, what's the last one? All right, the, I don't know if this is the last one. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not. There's but two more. Sorry, go ahead. The Prince that was promised is one win over Josh Dobbs away from his first play. Uh, yeah. Over Josh out from his playoff debut. Yeah. Uh, then he'll have a chance to keep growing during during his sophomore year next year because you decided this was his, that his rookie year didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. After turning the corner in 2022, Trevor Lawrence's 2023 resolution should be to be a consensus top five quarterback. That's it. Going into next year, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen will be consensus top three. There will be a, sp- a couple spots open. Some will say Jalen Hurts. Some will grandfather in Tom Brady and or Aaron Rodgers. Some will say Justin Herbert. Here's the thing about Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert's first career playoff game is going to be against Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. I think that's going to be the 4-5. And if that's the case, I think Jacksonville can win. If they win that game, it's going to be hard to make the argument Herbert's better than Lawrence. So be a consensus top five quarterback. That's my answer. All right, last all right, Ron Rivera put on a clinic for how I to think get... we're skipping that one. I think we're skipping that one. That one's crossed out. Just go to the... I, I think we're skipping that one. Yeah, we're doing our resolution, so skip that one. All right. We already, I, already, I already talked about... Updated, Doc. Matters. After yeah. an incredible 2022 building this show, the sky is the limit for us. Mm-hmm. Your 2023 resolution for what's right is... Oh, well, that's... The listener doesn't care about that. That's a personal thing. Uh... Let me let me check our YouTube page. Let me see where we're at in the old YouTube page, and then I can give the answer better. My personal resolution for this show is all right. So we're at ninety one thousand subscribers. We're at almost eleven million views total. Here's my resolution: I want to get one of these episodes played on FS1. Like as a like to air it, you know, when we have a gap in programming, I want to get one of these episodes on FS1. That's my resolution for the show. Even though the, the I, I love the podcast and the YouTube audience, I think that'd be really cool. I think that'd be really cool for both of us. Yeah. So that's that's the resolution. All right. Make it um. All right. Put your comments in the doc. Your questions. We'll take a very very quick break. Come back and wrap the show. What's right? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of that. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com right to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot right. Your mental health journey begins here. All right, welcome back in episode 112, What's Right with Nick Wright. All right, DeMonte, let's read these fan questions as I got to get to the TV show. All right, Good Boy asked, between Cooper Rush, Stidham, Purdy, Mike White, Zappi, and the rest of the shining backups, who most likely to land a starting job somewhere next season? Uh, None of them. None of them are going to get a starting job next year. So Cooper Rush, nobody's going to make him their starter. Uh, he's, They're just not. He's, he's good as a backup. Stidham. I guess has the best chance being that we've seen the least. From no, him. well, and because he's in Vegas and they don't have a, they're going to release car. So what if they get left, you know, without a quarterback in the game, musical chairs, Purdy. Oh, I shouldn't say none of them. I guess yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. Purdy could be the starter in San Francisco. If Trey Lance has a terrible off season, I think they're going to air towards Trey Lance, but it would be a chance. Especially if they make the Super Bowl, which I think they will. So I guess Purdy is when you the reason I said none of them is because when you said land a starting job, I was thinking like someone signs them be the starter. Right. But Mike White, nobody's going to make him the starter. We know that Zappy is still under contract in New England, and they like Mac Jones for reasons I don't understand. So I guess Purdy's got a real shot, and Stidham might might luck into one almost. But the other guys, no chance whatsoever. Next. All right, Rajiv, uh, Rajiv Raghavan asked, if someone told you only one of, one of Mahomes or Luka ends their career as the consensus, consensus GOAT, who would it be? Mahomes. I don't think Luka has great chance of being considered the greatest player of all time. Uh, really weird thing. What? Because uh, having a foreign guy be the greatest player of all time. Yeah, not to sound like no, I understand, like that, but it, it would just well. Giannis would has seem a chance. Really different. Giannis has a chance. Giannis is a foreign guy. Yeah. Uh, but the re I don't think Luca. Here's the thing. The guys who are considered in the conversation for greatest ever, LeBron, Jordan, Ad Kareem. Add Wilton Russell if you want to go way old school. I I I don't think that Kobe is in the conversation, but throw Kobe in all those guys. They were all at their peak, A plus defenders. 
they all had moments of, wait, is he the best offensive and defensive player in the league? Russell was never considered the best offensive player, um, but was the best winner. Luca will never be that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so Luca's in a, by Luca's like, everybody says, you know, he's, oh, he's like Larry Bird. He's nothing like Larry Bird, but he's similar to Larry and Magic Johnson in that because of his limitations defensively, it's not that he's a bad defender. He's not going to be able to reach the GOAT conversation. The reason Giannis can is because of his dominance on both ends. And so Mahomes, on the other hand, I think I think Mahomes could be five years away from people arguing he's the best quarterback ever. If Mahomes were to win the Super Bowl this year and then win two more before in the next five seasons after this, I think people might say, okay, listen, you didn't have Belichick. You didn't have that defense. He doesn't have the ring count of Brady. Andy Reid will be the new Belichick. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> um, and so Mahomes has a real, real shot at it. I don't think Luka probably does. Next. Zach Bromfield asks, should the Giants re-sign Saquon and DJ? Uh, it's really tough. Um, I. It depends on what type of money they each want. I would not be comfortable giving Saquon a long-term deal because of the position and the injuries and all of that. Daniel Jones, I'd want a franchise tag and make him show it to me one more year. Uh, but I give Daniel Jones credit. Like, his issue was he was a turnover and fumbling machine, and he's cut that out. Now, he's still obviously very limited, but the question is, how are you going to upgrade, and who are you going to upgrade with? And so... In a perfect world, you would get Saquon on like a, in a perfect world, you'd franchise tag Saquon and get Daniel Jones on like a three-year, $75 million deal, $25 million a year, but I don't know that he takes that. So I, and you only have the franchise tag for one guy. So I'm not sure what you do there, to be totally honest. All right, next. Caden uh, Wolf asks, Oh, yeah. All right. Kane Wolf asks, hey, Nick, did you watch the co college football playoffs and have any takeaways for the national championship game? Yeah, I think Georgia's going to annihilate TCU. In fact, you know what? I want to check and hmm. see if the lines moved. I bet um, I hit a great bet uh, during, I bet at halftime of the Georgia game, Georgia to win by one to six points. So Georgia would win by one, two, three, four, five, six. They uh, won by one, right? Yeah, at plus three ten, and I immediately then took the winnings and betted on Georgia minus thirteen, purely because I thought the line was going to move to like fifteen, and I could then middle it, and then bet TCU plus fifteen, right. and then try to hit it where because fourteen is obviously a key key number in college football especially, uh, but the line has stayed there. And so I'm surprised by that. I, I think that TCU deserves credit, but I do not think TCU can hang with the athletes of Georgia. I think Georgia had their hiccup game. They had it against Ohio State, and they found a way to win anyway. And so 
I like Georgia in that spot. Big, big, big time. All right, last one. All right, MK Badlands asked, what's DeMonze's shoes look like? His outfit is fire. Uh, okay. Wearing, like, Pick your speed up. Air Forces. Yeah, Air Forces with some orange and some black. Yeah, probably. I don't think they really want to see the soles of the shoes. I think they wanted to see the sides of the shoes. There you go. Uh, yeah, those are good-looking shoes. Oh, thank you, man. Uh, I appreciate it. And the shirt, I got you. Yeah. As a Christmas present. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. DeMonze, his outfit is fire. What a way to end the show. Right. Well, thank you, MK Badlands, yeah. also known as the DeMonze Burner account. I don't know how yeah. you sent that in while we're doing the show. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to go. Also, check out us on, uh, on subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes, and check DeMonze's Twitter feed later today when he sets up a GoFundMe for his seventh lost iPod case, AirPod case. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you listeners can help him out there. We'll talk to you guys on Thursday. What's right? <laughs>